0: Hey guys, I have been missing in action and I am so sorry, but I'm back. Life happens and you know, sometimes we have to take breaks and then come back to what we were working on. And so as far as this podcast goes, I had to take a break and now I'm back because I have something that I want to talk about and share with you guys And actually, of course, as usual, I always have a lot of things that I want to share with people. But it's all about a matter of scheduling the time to get it out there and organizing content in such a way that I can present it to you and it makes sense. So with that being said, let's get right into this particular episode that I want to talk about business credit. Now, I am no expert, I am far from an expert, and in fact, I am currently working on this for the second time in my life, I am working on rebuilding my personal credit. I have gone through the process of not having much credit history on my personal credit, and then building it up to the point where I had good, um, in between good to, to, to really good credit, and I was able to venture out and get into the real estate investing um, business, I was able to purchase my first property as a result of building my credit up. And, um, you know, that was a really exciting time. I learned a lot that I didn't know prior to that. And, you know, I gained some experience with that whole um, situation at that point in my life. Um, Over about the course of a couple of years after that, things kind of went downhill And I started to make new mistakes. Um, You know, I had a lot of challenges with the first rental property that I had. I went into the game not knowing as much as I know, not nearly as much as I know now. So I made a lot of mistakes, and a lot of things were just, you know, circumstances that I just weren't. It wasn't a matter of all of the things happening being a being a mistake. It was just the lack of preparation that I had prior to that being the main mistake. Um, A lot of the things that happened that set me back would not have set me back as far if I had gone into the investment more prepared than I did. But like I said, I I learned a lot along my way and I know a lot now that I didn't know then. So I'm where I'm at now and that is still um, working on my personal credit. And that has, um, you know, become... That has been a very frustrating journey for me, Um, as you can imagine, having gone through the experience of building up your credit once before and just feeling so accomplished and, you know, having to, you know, go through other circumstances that knock you back down and put you kind of in a worse position than you were when you first started. And it's kind of like you have to go through this whole process again, but you you feel kind of frustrated because it's like I've been through this before, I know what should work, or you think you know what should work, and then it's taking longer than you want it to. And then you know there are some things that are, are a little bit worse than it was the first time around. So I have to go through different steps and and take a longer process and actually rebuilding my credit. So I'm still working on that actually. It's not yet where I want it to be um making progress slowly but surely. Um, so with that being said, me trying to, you know, get back into the business of real estate investing and just getting back into a business mindset in general, um, I've really been hard on myself in, in, in regard to that in the past couple of months, I would say just really, you know, constantly um, going over and drafting my plan, my business plan for now and the future and you know different avenues that I can take different things that I want to do once I start um renting properties out again you know and just my, all around the business structure because I want to really focus on foundation when it comes to everything this year I want to you know Um, And that that includes being um, prepared, you know, really refining what do I need to do as far as the area of preparation, because that's where I went wrong the first time. So I've been constantly researching, constantly learning, even if it's something that I feel like I've learned already. I try to seek out the information from different teachers and see how they're teaching it and just trying to absorb as much information that I can and refining the information that I learned and like I said drafting my plan over and over again to make sure that I'm going through as much as I can. Um, Everything is not going to be you know, some things are just going to be learned from experience, but I have had a lot of experience. And uh, with that being said, I just want to fine tooth over a lot of the things that I know I need to know and be prepared with once I start, you know, making that next investment in a new property and renting out the tenants again and doing all of this. And a lot of it comes down to. You know, a lot of the the foundational aspects of that comes down to the structure of my business and how organized I am, because that's where some areas where I was lacking before. And, you know, me in general, the type of person that I am, if I am unorganized, if my house is not, you know, as clean as I want it to be, little things like that will literally if there's too much clutter and just things are just not clear and, and organized and structured, I just work better in a structured environment. So I said, you know what? I, and, and I know at the, you know, previously it seemed daunting. It seemed like a tall task to just really be, really, really, really become more business minded and how do business people who actually run legitimate businesses and substantial of a substantial size business, how are they actually running their business? How are they actually structuring their business? What are they actually doing on the administrative side? What is the foundation of that, that they've built actually looks like? And so with all of that being said, that's where I started to revisit the information on business credit. And, you know, I've come to realize, again, um, you know, this is not my first time, you know, researching this information. I've heard about it, learned about it, listened to people talk about it before, but I haven't really taken action on it. And I think one of the things that kept me from taking action on this um, prior to now is the fact that I had it, had it this... Um, perception in my head that, you know, if my personal credit was bad, then that meant that I, I can do anything with business credit. I just had to wait. And I've learned recently that that is not true. Yes, you can get started in and grow and build business credit perhaps faster if you have um, the ability to leverage your personal credit—if you want to use your personal credit as a guarantee to start, you know, opening accounts on business credit—then yes, maybe you can build um, the business credit faster because you already have something guaranteeing the creditors. You already have something backing you up when you say I am credit worthy. Um, but as far as someone with bad that credit, that's not going to work. As far as someone who just maybe does not want to use their personal credit at all for anything and they just want to keep everything completely separate and I've come to the conclusion that you know I really don't have a choice like I said I'm still working on my personal credit but then I started to think that hmm maybe even if I did have good credit I kind of want to go the route of you know taking it a little bit more um, slowly and steadfast and, and and building my business credit all by myself you know starting from the bottom and actually Um, keeping things completely separate and not co-mingling, you know, even my my credit as well, you know, minimizing that as much as possible from the start, because I just want to keep things separately because I don't want you know, I want to build my credit up my personal credit the way I wanted to I wanted to be good. But then you know what, I've been through so much, um, you know, trauma from having used um, my personal credit and misuse it. I think that, you know, ultimately I'm just a little bit burned and scarred. Like I don't want to touch once my credit, my personal credit gets pretty again. I don't want to touch that for anything business because I feel like, any business entity, let's just use the business credit. Let's do as good of a job as we can in the event that, you know, the first business fails or, you know, whatever business fails, you know, I can just start over again. And I really believe that if it's not attached to my personal credit, that it would be easier, in fact, to start it again, because I can start a whole new entity. Okay. It doesn't even have to be you know, the same, uh, credit, um, cause it'll be an entirely different entity. But as long as it's attached to my personal credit, I can, I can't keep creating a new me, a new personal me. I can keep creating a new, business not that I want to fail any business but if I need to recreate I can and I can do that from scratch you can't do that with your personal credit and I have been through so much and it's taken so long just for me to start seeing um you know small amounts of improvement with my personal credit I don't want to have to go through this again so I'm not I do not want to touch it I do not want to commingle it with anything business if I don't have to so I will try to minimize that as much as possible. So with that being said, I've been, you know, heavily researching how to build business credit without touching your personal credit, without using the personal guarantees, without using your social security number, without giving out, etc. I've heard different things. Obviously, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of different people sharing it in their own ways. But, you know, the only thing that I've heard is that, you know, there are... And what sounds to be pretty consistent is there are kind of tiers to doing it, to building the credit. You know, first you start out, you have your first tier where you start out with cards that will allow you to do things like have a net 30 with them, a net 30 account. Which basically means that you will have vendors that will allow you to purchase some products of theirs and they'll give you 30 days to pay them back. And they have net 30s they have net 60, they have net Uh, 90, net 15, I've heard net 10, um, depending on the situation, the creditor and you. Um, So, you know, you'll just have a certain amount of days to pay them back. And those are the type of vendors that you start working out on the quote unquote tier one level of building business credit without your personal credit guarantee. And then there's a next level of going to store credit cards. Once you have built an appropriate amount of history and you meet the requirements Um, for these, then you can go ahead and apply for those. And then obviously, the last tier is to be able to apply for, you know, um, unsecured regular credit cards, as well as, you know, lines of credit from from finance companies. So with that being said, the only thing that I've heard as far as something that would be against building business credit without using the personal credit is that once you get to like that third tier, it will be um, harder for you to, um, prove yourself credit worthy and get, certain uh, loans and lines of credit from credits from banks and things of that nature, unless you give your personal guarantee because banks like to see um, the real you. But like I said, this is just things that I've heard online. I don't know if it's necessarily true. I almost do have faith that you know it's possible that you can go all the way to the third tier and not have to use your credit because if you get to that point, that means that you have built um, a substantial amount of credit history. And you've been, you know, I think there were some other things that people have mentioned that will help, such as, you know, showing the the um, showing the lender that you have actual income coming in for the business. For example, you have your bank account and you're showing that you can prove that you get consistent income for this business um, on a regular basis. So you are actually a legitimate viable business and you're making money. So, you know, you have a means of paying things back in addition to the positive credit history of on-time payments on the business credit reports and things of that nature. And you have a various mixture of accounts. Like I said, the net 30 accounts, the store credit cards and the unsecured cards. So this is the journey, the particular journey that I am currently on when it comes to building business credit. And I just want to share this information because I think it's important. And I really, really wish that I was, I took this more, a little bit more seriously before I started going downhill and having so many mishaps when it comes, when it came to my first real estate investment. You know, I just didn't know that I didn't have the information, the knowledge that I have now that I could have taken advantage of before I fell down that, you know, that hole again of just letting my personal credit get ran through, you know, you know, after all that hard work I did with um, building credit in the first place, I just, you know, I didn't know what else to do. And sometimes when things are going, going bad, you kind of just use all of the resources that you have, even though some of them you shouldn't touch, but you're using them just because you're trying to hold on to something. And that's kind of what was happening to me. So I ended up using my um high credit limits at the time and you know i maxed out everything and unfortunately as luck would have it back then i lost my job so i lost a couple of sources of income at that time in addition to having issues with my tenants um which really suffocated my income completely so i wasn't able to maintain all of the usage that i had you know all of the the high balances that i had created i wasn't able to keep them down maintain them so things just went haywire um, but had I known what I know now about business credit, you know, it's so simple. Had I just, you know, it's a matter of knowledge, you know. And a lot of times we have to really just get out of that um, that mold of feeling sorry for ourselves or feeling hopeless or feel like we we don't we messed up so bad. And we don't know what to do. You know, we don't have anyone in our corner telling us what to do. So we just kind of give up and we stay in this state of, um, you know, uh, paralysis or hopelessness. And I think that's what was happening to me. I felt so bad because it was such an accomplish for me, accomplishment for me to have my first rental imp- investment property. And that's what I wanted for so long. And I finally got it. And then I felt like I just screwed up. Um <laughs> And, you know, I just, I stayed stuck for too long. And in addition to other things in life happening, you know, I let things distract me. So, you know, years went by and here it is a few years later. I'm just now, you know, writing out my notes and and, and literally writing out my strategy and my plan and my steps and my action steps in order to build, not only build my personal credit back up, but to build this business credit. And like I was saying, had I known what I know now, Had I took the initiative to learn what I know now and really, you know, believe that there was a way, then I would have found this information. I would have found it rather easily and I would have executed it because it literally in a matter of uh, maybe three to six months is the gist of what I'm hearing from others is that is the amount of time that it really all it takes for you to build up some good substantial business credit, which will Um, prove you credit worthy enough to get substantial lines of credit or, you know, um, enough money to replenish whatever drought you've been going through in your business or to invest in your second um, um, property or, you know, the next level of your business, whatever you kind of need to um, just infuse your business with a little bit more capital or even a lot of capital, um, you know. 10,000 is kind of like um, little or small when it comes to business credit lines. Uh, you know, once you get good established business credit from what I'm hearing, 10,000 is kind of like on the low end of what you would get approved for if you do things right. So with that being said, had I done this a couple of years ago, I would not be where I am now and I could be so much farther. So it's just kind of blowing my mind You know, that what's standing in between you and success sometimes is just a matter of what you don't know. So and this is one of those critical pieces of information that I think could help a lot of people because it can really make a difference in the next few years in your life, depending on what you're going through. Um, If you're trying to start a business, if you're trying to scale up your business, if you're trying to leverage um your business to you know get to another business like whatever you're trying to do nine times out of ten when it comes to this business thing we need it takes funding and a lot of us you know that's the whole reason that we're trying to get in business for ourselves because we're trying to increase our income we're trying to increase our profits we're trying to increase our wealth and our finances and you know sometimes it takes you know a lot of times it takes money to to make money and you know we are not starting out with that so the way to do that is credit and that's why credit is so important when it comes to you if you really want to be serious about you know unless you were just you're just doing it for fun complete 100 percent fun and you know you're a trust baby or you just were born into money and money is not really an issue then you don't have to worry about that but if money is something that you know that you need to get then you need to have good credit good personal credit as well as good business credit as far as what you have in your toolbox to, you know, to to make that wealth happen. So, you know, business credit is, is really one of those things that I think is important to share with a lot of people, because like me, like myself, a couple of years ago, I had heard about it, you know, but I didn't have all of the information laid out in front of me. And I didn't necessarily go after the information like that. So I just had what I knew in my head, which was, I thought it was all connected to your personal credit and there was no other way. So if my personal credit was bad, I just felt, you know, I just didn't do anything with the whole idea. Luckily I came across this information again recently. So that's why I'm back at it. And I've discovered that that was not the case. So if you have good credit, awesome. You have the choice of using leveraging that personal credit to start establishing your business credit. If you don't have good credit, good personal credit, you're still okay, you still have a strategy that you can use to build business credit. And that is, that is, that is very liberating. And that could really liberate a lot of people, I'm sure, if only they knew. So that's why I'm sharing this information. Because um, I know a lot of people, especially nowadays, you know, one job is not it's not even normal anymore. It takes one job and a business for you to make it or two or three businesses. Um, Because, you know, you know, as you know, if you're just working a regular job, it's kind of hard to keep stacking on the jobs Because then then you'll not have no time to sleep. You'll have no time. Um, And time is the most precious thing that we have. So, you know, we want to minimize the amount of time we're putting in labor and really just maximize the, the the wealth that we're building so that we can live the life that we want to live so definitely look into getting business credit if you are you know trying to scale your business move your business faster do more with your business or just start a business um to just start a business period definitely look into business credit do not think that you have to have great credit in order to do so and i will be making another segment like i said i am working on this myself So I will definitely share my results once I get them a few months down the line, but I can share more information as far as uh, what I've learned and, you know, the strategy that I've laid out for myself because I have been doing a lot of research and getting a lot of information from various places. And so I've put my own strategy together and kind of um, condensed all of this information and, you know, put it in order and just really have my plan laid out so I'm ready to execute and at each stage when the time is right for me to take a certain specific action i'm ready and so there's nothing for me to do there's no time that i'm trying to waste i'm trying to do this as fast as possible and i'm still researching to see you know if there's any more hacks or you know things that i can do to expedite the process um at this point i feel like i've uh, reached a plateau as far as the information that i'm going to get on the internet regarding business credit, I might have to pick some actual people's heads <laughs> in person, and you know, look at some other sources because I've um, been researching this for a few days now, and I've, I'm a pretty extensive researcher when I start looking up a topic. So I think I have a lot of information and as much as I really need to get started and really build business credit but it's obviously you learn more things as you're actually doing it so I will definitely share my experience and like I said prior to that I will also come back and try to share what I have laid out as far as the strategy that I'm going to implement and and um for me to build my business credit having not so pretty personal credit yet so if you have any questions, let me know. If you like this, please give it a thumbs. I don't know. Is this is? This, are you able to give this a thumbs up? I don't know where this is gonna be, but <laughs> just um, you know, comment if you can, depending on the platform. And I will talk to you guys later, and I'll be back with more information. Hey guys, I just wanted to provide a quick update. Regarding the things that I said that you had to absolutely have before building business credit. Now, everything um, still applies that I said in my last segment. However, I do want to clarify that it is not necessary for you to have the business entity. The other stuff like the EIN phone number and and the address are really um, Necessary for you to have consistency in your business, and when you're filling out applications for business credit and whatnot, they're going to look to those that information on your reports to see that it matches. So that stuff you do need. However, the the entity, the actual entity, is not necessary. I recommend it though because, based off of the information that I have received and that I've heard, it just it just makes sense to go ahead and do that. So, if you decide to do that later down the line, you don't have to go and change things. For example, you're going to end up needing a new EIN if you decided to get an EIN first and then you later decide to get an entity. That entity is going to need its own new EIN. So you'll have to change your information on everything. And you know why be bothered with that when you could just start it like that from the beginning and and also you'll get um, additional tax benefits from filing separately um, from yourself in some situations as well. So there are other benefits to having the entity because you're just more official, you're more professional, and you're more consistent. Um so um I just wanted to clarify that really quickly that it is not a requirement for you to actually build up business uh a business credit history. You can actually do that with just the EIM and the contact all of the contact information. Um but I personally from all of the information and research that I have done, I recommend getting a business entity. So I just wanted to um, include that and let you guys know that, you know, because I was stressing in the last segment that all of this, all of these things is what you had to do before you were able to build business credit. Not all of them, ever. all of them with the exception of creating a business entity. Okay, so I will talk to you guys later. All right, bye. Hey guys, so in this segment, I want to talk about a few reasons as to why I think thinking about building some business credit is a good idea if you are trying to start a business or if you already have a business and and particularly if you... Need extra funding to get things off the ground the way you want them to, um, want them to be, or if you are looking to scale your business, or if you just really, um, n- you know, are desiring more growth, um, leveraging business credit is definitely something that you should think look into because it can only help. Um, and one of the first reasons I have here is that it is about. Gaining leverage and that's pretty much what I just mentioned if it, it, the bottom line comes down to leverage If you have your personal credit, that's good Um, then that's great for you. You can use that of course you can use that but if you also have Good personal credit and in addition to that you have business credit good business credit now you have additional leverage you have something else that you can use to leverage um, and utilize as far as funding goes as far as reputation um, and and um, image goes so the first why is to gain leverage now the second thing i have here is to increase your protection Um, protection for you and protection for your business and basically um, the way that business credit helps um, in a couple of ways, one, in order to even have business credit, you are required to establish an entity so that in itself is creating a separation between you and your business, which creates a wall um, of protection. Um, And there are multiple ways that you can set up your business entity. Um, There are multiple ways that you can structure these business entities so that they can be protected. There is different um, levels of protection that you can have. For instance, if you have an LLC within an LLC, or you have an LLC versus a corporation, um, they all have um, some different things about them. And, uh, you know, the way that you... um, the way that you structure yourself and who you are in your business, um, these things basically, um, this building this this structure of this separate entity in itself is um, a layer of protection. It just slows the process down of someone attacking you because they have to go through their bus- through the business. In the event, um, for example, you get sued or something like that, um, it's. You know, if you're harder to reach, then it'll be harder um, for someone to reach things such as your assets and your your money um, because they have to go through your business first. Um, So with that being said, you have to create these um, entities or entity for your business before you can even think about building a business credit. And then once you do have the business credit set up and you are um, running off of that business credit, then, you know, that in itself is also protecting your business because you're more um, structured, you're more legitimate, you're more official, so, you know, you're more consistent. So you're going to hold up better in, you know, things such as cases, or if you have to go through something in court, you're going to be um, more legitimate and, and from their perspective. So another reason as to why you should consider business credit is um, for your image, and I kind of mentioned this, um, it just gives you a more professional image. Is it necessary to run the business? Is it necessary to make a profit? No. Is it necessary to, to make a sale, to get a customer, a client? No. But... I believe that it increases your likelihood of getting more customers and more clients because you're not only getting those clients and customers who trust you, um, you know, based off of your word, but you're also um, opening yourself up to people who care about the image of a company, the people who go to companies that look professional first, um, you know, rather than, you know, they'll choose you over someone that doesn't look as professional if they have that option. Um, so it helps with your professional image. It just allows you to be, become more consistent and organized as well. Because like I said, you have to set up these entities in order to establish business credit. And in addition to that, um, some of the requirements are having things such as a physical address, uh, email for your business, a phone number, um, a fax number, a letterhead. You know, these are things that banks like to see. Also, when you go to down the road and you want to, um, apply for lines of credit and loans and you trying to get the big money, um, you want to look as good as possible on paper. And then um, the last note I have here as to why um, you want to consider business credit um, is because ultimately it's about building a credit history for your business for this entity. So you're kind of like, you know, from the time that you started your business, it's kind of like you birthed it, so it was a baby. And then, you know, hopefully not too long after that, you're thinking about business credit. But when you first start that business credit, that is when, you know, you can really have a history of, you know, how long have you been in business? How seasoned is your business? And um, another thing to think about is, even if you don't, you know, go through, with this particular entity that you set up, you can still possibly um, get value out of it by giving it or selling it to someone else because it's a seasoned business, meaning it has our seasoned um, entity with business credit history, which means you have set up these accounts with vendors, you have a payment history on your business credit report, you have um, a credit line or a credit limit on your, you know, ain't you're active with these accounts um i heard one guy say he has an llc that he doesn't necessarily use for his business now he has it in a corporation but he has a couple of llc's that he set up in the past and he still you know actively makes payments or you know purchases something with them every now and then just to keep it active because you know it, it has value because it's seasoned for instance if you were to sell it to someone they can go right out and and apply and receive funding without having to go through the, um, the the months that it can take to build the business credit so that's value that a lot of people um, might be willing to pay for so those are just some reasons why I think business credit is definitely something for you to consider if you haven't already if you are trying to start a business Or, you know, you already have a business and you want to scale up because, you know, separating yourself from your business is very important and also adding, you know, your leverage, the potential that you have to leverage um, um, other people's money you know in addition to yours um, just expand your opportunities and the potential growth that you can have for your business. So that's all I have to say about the wise. I'll be back with more information you guys, so stay tuned and I will talk to you guys later. Hey guys. So in this segment, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I have done to prepare myself to begin building business credit. All right. So there are some things that you have to actually get into place before you are able to build, um, to start building your business credit. So the first thing you would want to do is obviously have a business or a business idea, something that you want to get going as far as business, of course, because other than that, I mean, you know, it's really not something you should do and try to be a scammer, just, you know, just building this, just this, this is really for people who actually want to run a business. They want to help to fund their business and they want to help, um, Increase their leverage capabilities when it comes to um, building their business. So that's what business credit is useful for. So with that being said, um, you want to create a business entity first. Um, Before you're able to build business credit, you have to have an actual business entity with an EIN number. So that means when I say business entity, that is referring to an LLC a corporation um, a limited partnership things of that nature things that you actually register with your state Um, so you're going to have to put in some payment for this Um, for example and it might depend on your state um, in Illinois if you go to the Secretary of State Um, The cost as of right now, it is um, April 2019. The cost as of this month is $150. So that is something that you would have to set up. So you would set that up. You can set that up online and you pay for it and you wait till you get your approval for that back. And once you get your approval for that back, then you can go ahead and apply online also for your EIN number for your business. Now EIN number you can have without having a business entity set up. Um, You can run a business without, you know, Actually, have an LLC, obviously, you probably know already. You don't have to have a corporation or anything. You can start um, running your business as you please, and you can get an EIN number for free. However, um, once you set this business entity up, um, you want to get its own EIN number. So, and then once you do that, um, and before you, you don't even have to wait till this is completed um, for these other steps that I'm going to mention to get prepared. Um, the other things that you want to do um, is get a physical address for your business. And I say physical address as opposed to a P.O. box because um, you won't be able to use a P.O. box when you're setting your business. Um, your business entity up so actually you might want to do this before you go and register for the business entity because it's going to ask you for a physical address and if you want that physical address to be something other than your home for example um, if you don't already have like an office space the actual office um, that you're um, that you have then you will want to go and get one or if you don't want to go out and actually you know if your business is not completely if you're not completely confident in the the income coming in all of a sudden every month to cover things like um, rent payments or, or leases for actual office space, what you can do for a more for a cheaper version of that is you won't get the actual office space, but you can go to your local uh, UPS store and they provide you with the option to have a, 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 a box. It's called, like they call it a box or whatever, basically where your mail will be sent to and it, it can, the address of it will be like a physical address. So it'll be the address of the actual UPS store that they'll give you, and then you can put the number sign or suite and then the number of the box that they give you. So for example, if the address of the the UPS store is 123 Main Street, um, you'll get a box number and say your box number is um, uh, 210. So your address now will be 123 Main Street number 210. And so that's an address that you can use when you're setting up your LLC. And so that is also something that you will have to pay for. So you might have like a deposit or a down payment that you have to put down in addition to monthly payments. And you can probably set up set it up where you have, you know, a three month um, deal with the with box or six months or a year, whatever the case may be, it'll probably be a monthly purchase to keep that box open. So that's something that you want to factor in when it comes to your expenses for your business and things that it, things that it is going to take to get you to um, be set up in order to start building business credit Um, so you have your uh, address your physical address now you have now you can get your entity set up you can apply for that and then you also want to have a phone number a business phone number and a business fax number to be um, um, even more professional now this is not actually required i don't think to set the um i don't think they ask for that when you're setting up the business entity they might i don't know depending on i just did an llc i don't recall them asking for my phone number however when it comes to the business credit you are going to want to get that too so go ahead and get a business phone number and a business fax number now i don't know why i spent so much time looking into this because i had already had a separate google number for my when i was doing some when i was trying to do some wholesaling stuff on the side i wanted To you know I was mailing letters out to people and I wanted to have a number for them to call back so I found out about Google phone so the Google voice is um, you can get a free phone number and it'll basically be you know attached to your same phone like your cell phone but it'll be a different number when you click on that app you can call out with that app and with the number that you select with them and it'll um, show a different number and you can have use that number for incoming calls also Um, so but for some reason I just I don't know why I just went I went went a different route when I went to looking for another number for my new business that I'm setting up so I found a service called Freedom Voice and I think the main reason was because I was looking for something that came with you know a phone number and a fax number or at least fax capability so I don't have all these different things like can I get a phone number and a fax number from the same service provider um so I found this company called freedom voice and I got a phone number with them and I haven't tested it yet that's on my to-do list actually I should do that tonight Um, apparently I can also fax with this number so I'm assuming that it's just going to be the same number but it can it can um, it can be the phone number and the fax so that I you know technically have a fax number so I'm going to test that um, tonight, but I, I ended up getting that service. Now, if you get a service um, that allows you to have an online fax number, because I don't have a physical fax machine, um, you know, so it, this service costs there are, are, are multiple services out there actually, and that's why I was stuck on this for a while, because I was trying to find the most economical one, the one that was... Legitimate, The one that was served the purpose and, you know, the one that was, um, you know, had decent reviews and just wasn't too, too crazy expensive. So for this service I got with Freedom Voice, I believe it was about it came out to about $20 because they had um, additional things that you can add on to your monthly uh, subscription, which I believe I added on at the same time to have a um what is it a google suite um a google suite um email address because i was and that goes into the next thing that you would want to have is a professional email address now you can go ahead and have a gmail if you want you can really have whatever you please but i am focusing on being professional so uh, more professional than i was prior to this so i'm like you know what let me level up and actually get one of those email addresses that is attached to my own domain you know my own business name so Um, I I got the service for Google Voice, which is, that is $6, and I believe just the phone and fax itself was $10, but they were connected, they allowed me to, I think this was with Freedom Voice, you know what, I might be mistaken, this one might be, no, I'm sorry, this one I think was about $15, and the Google Voice I got when I purchased my domain, now my domain I went and got from, I know a lot of people are familiar with GoDaddy.com, I don't know. I'm trying to be different, but I just found another service, and it's called Namecheap.com. I think I was referred. Someone referred someone off of YouTube referred me to this, so I ended up looking into this. From what he, uh, from the information that he gave, it looks. I I liked what he said about it, so I got it, and that was about eight eighty-eight is what I believe it came out to be a year. So that's you know, it's nothing to get a domain. I mean to actually, you know, have it the, a website hosted and you know get a website actually built and stuff like that. That might cost more, but I'm not actually needing an actual full blown website at the moment. But as long as I got my domain out the way, that's good because the main thing that I want right now is my email address with the domain at the end. So since I have the domain purchased now, I can have the email set up through Google Suite. And that is what came out to about $6 a month. Um, so now I have my, you know, my email address says info at such you know, instead of just a regular Gmail account. So I got that out the way. So that was, those are pretty much all the main things that I needed to get prior to even thinking about being able to um, start building business credit. Now, this is just the f- very first step. This is just like the foundational stuff before you even contact, um, before you even contact Dun & Street, which is one of the business uh, credit bureaus. So, and that's the next step. That's like the next level. And once I do that, um, there are a couple things you want to do to, you know, after you get all this structure part out the way, then you want to move into actually setting up your stuff with vendors and, and things to get the the business credit started, and then from there you're gonna um, do the appropriate things to build the business credit and actually gain uh, a paydex score, which is like your which is like your FICO score for your personal stuff. So for business, they go off the paydex score. So. With that being said, let's just go over a summary of all things I said that you need to get initially before even starting to build business credit. One, you need to have a physical address and you need to register for a business entity for your business. You're going to want to get, if you want a professional looking email, you're going to want to get a domain, a domain name for your business and then you're going to want to set up an email address with that domain name. You're going to want to get a phone number and a fax number for your exclusively for your business. So those are the things that you want to get before you're able to start building business credit. I hope that helped you. If you have any questions, I'm not sure where all I'm gonna post this, but just try to get in contact with me if you can. If there's a place to leave a comment, I'm not sure. Go ahead and do so. But I will be back with another video, like I said, for all of the things that are coming on, you know, all of the things that are on the next phase of what to do when starting to building uh, when starting to build business credit. After you've gotten all of the structure out of the way and you're ready to go what's next so I'll be back with that so stay tuned and I will talk to you guys later bye hey guys so I want to provide a update on my business credit journey so where I left off I believe um, I had just applied for my LLC and I went over some of the things I was learning about the steps that you needed to take in order to get started to even be able to build business credit and also steps you need to take in order to um, make your business um, an entity and a more professional and consistent um, in the marketplace so today I'm going to give you an update it's been about a week and a half since I last came on here and with that being said my LLC has been approved and that was that process took maybe not even. I know on the website it says up to 10 days, but it might have been like about five days that that was approved. So then once that was approved, I immediately went on to apply for an EIN number. So I went online to do that. You can do on, you do that online and um, that is actually something that you get instantly. You just do that online with the IRS, go to their website and, um, you know, follow the guidelines to, to apply for an EIN number and you enter your business information, the same business information as it is on your article of organization for your LLC or your corporation, whatever entity you decided to create. So like the name is exactly the same and address. And one thing I wanna note is, As far as consistency, and I did read into this because I wanted to be sure. I know that, and you may have noticed that when you see a company's name and it's the LLC, it'll have the name comma LLC. But then you'll also see sometimes where, I know I have, where the business does not have, it's just the name in the LLC and not a comma in there. So that being said, mine does not have a comma in there. And I don't know that I necessarily did that intentionally or what. I just that's just the way that it came out when I wrote it, and you know I'm okay with it. But just as a side note, you want consistency. So if that's what you entered in to apply for your entity, and that's what's on the the um, statement from your from the state's website, that's what's on file, and that's what you want to use for everything else. And also, and you know what, like, if you do that with what I was basically reading was if you do that, like, with a bank or, like, if you put a comma in there or the bank puts a comma there there, whatever the case may be, it won't be that serious. But once you get to stuff like contracts, you want to keep things consistent. Um, So if you have a comma or don't have a comma, you want to make sure that you apply that when you're signing your contracts or, you know, referring to your entity in contracts. So... So that was the next thing I did and that only took, like I said, it was, you don't have to wait days for that, it happens automatically, they will generate you an EIN number and you can print your form out or save it. So that was the next thing I did. And then after that, I went into, I was proceeding to apply for a DUNS number. So I went into looking into that and I saw, you know, that if you want to do it for free, that it can take up to 30 days and I did remember reading that and then I was like hmm I don't want to wait 30 days I'm so impatient but you know in order to get an expedited service which I think is like in five to ten days or something like that they have currently on the website they have it at a price of $2.99 so I'm like I'm not gonna pay that just you know I'm not gonna be able to do much in 30 days anyway so that's just me being impatient I'm not you know, I can wait 30 days because I have to wait 30 days for so much else. So might as well just wait for this too. So I went to go apply online. And as I was filling out my name, I just got a little concerned because I'm like, the name is kind of long. And the I got to the first L and the rest wouldn't fit on the name. And I didn't want any issues because I know consistency is a very big thing with this whole business credit thing. So I called them dunn and bradstreet is who i'm referring to to apply for the for dunn's number so um they have their number obviously on their website and i called and i spoke with someone and the representative advised me that they would assist me over the phone since um i was having this issue and so they took my email which is the business email i provided them with and they sent me Um, You know, a questionnaire basically via email for me to fill out my business information there. And so I did that same business name the way it is on the article of organization, same address, um, Mm -hmm. ensure that I have my my box number on there. Um, um, And then that's pretty much all they asked for. And um, I don't think, they did not even ask me for a phone number. They just, just asked me for the name of the company, the name of the business, and the owner, I believe they asked, and the address. And I know when I was on the website attempting to fill out the application, there was a field for you to enter your business website. And... It actually had mentioned on there that you should fill this out because it could potentially help in assisting the verification process or something to that nature to, you know, speed up things. But I I asked him, uh, is this all the information that you need from me? And he said, yeah, that's all we need. And he actually stated to me that he was going to, or they were going to try to get my DUNS number to me before 30 days if they could, so just to keep checking my email. So I didn't press the issue. Um, Like I said, I can wait 30 days and since he advised that it could likely be less, I'm all for that. I just was like, that's all you need from me because what I'm about to get to is that when, the first time I went on the website and I looked at the fields, I didn't even try to type my business name in to know that it wouldn't fit, but I just looked at the information that they were asking for so that I was aware and that I knew that I had all of the, the information I needed to proceed with the application and when I saw that little comment about the website I actually was like hmm I wasn't initially going to make a whole website because I already have like a portal um, for my clients to go to for my business and for me to communicate with them on I just really purchased a domain name for the professional email aspect, but, um, you know, I didn't get the hosting service. So then when the Dunn's website kind of provoked me to say, well, you know what? It's only $4 a month. Let me go ahead and start this. I want to have as much information to provide them as possible to possibly ask expedite the service or whatever. Me being impatient and possibly doing too much, but I did it anyway. Like, why not? And I told myself, like, I'm just going to use wordpress i'm not going to do anything extra or fancy i just want a a template that i can pop some stuff in and say call it a website and call it a day put my name on there contact information and the service that i provide our services and i did that however i got caught up in the past two days looking at templates trying to you know maneuver through the templates and you know use a little customizing um um, gadgets and stuff like that just to get it to look the way i want it to look and you know those those website things because i remember i messed with this like way back before they can be tricky even though they're so plug and play now like it's still like a lot of little annoyances that you can come across when you're trying to do them because it's like it's not working perfectly something is not populating right this is not looking the way it looks in the template when I looked at it um now that I'm putting my in my information in there why is this not you know it was just like a lot of little annoyances over the past couple of days with me trying to get this website to work because I had found a template that I liked but then it was just this one part on it that wasn't cooperating with the way that I wanted to look and what I wanted to say and it was just looking retarded and I'm I i should not use that word it was looking crazy and you know like there was a glitch in the system or something so after fooling with that template for about a day I spent a whole nother day um, browsing through other templates and trying to play with other templates to see what you know template worked best for the content that I already had in there because I didn't want to start from scratch so I did that and I finally found one that I'm mostly satisfied based off of all of the templates that I looked through with, um, it's easy WordPress. So easy WP, I guess is different from the regular WordPress or whatever, but it was basically, a, um, a link to get that hosting through the service where I purchased my domain from, which is namecheap.com. So I just went through that, but all that to say, um, I finally found a template that I like. that you know, showed all of the content the way that I want, that I'm satisfied with, nothing fancy. It's just, if there's just still one little thing that's bothering me, it is when I look at the website on my phone, the background, you know, behind the text content is like a purplish color. I'm just like, okay, well, and then the writing is like a, a bluish hue and I'm like well this needs to be white because in some areas the writing the text color is white so you can really see it and read it over that purplish background but then the rest of the content is not and I just could not figure out how to make this darn text white color that's all I want to do so it is like really frustrating but I'm like you know what I'm getting too caught up in this I'm spending too much time on this because it's not that important the website is there it's legible you know It may, you know, not be the perfect, the most perfect now just because it's, you know, a little weird looking with that text color, but it's there. All the content is there. The link is there. My contact information is there. And, you know, there's just a couple of tweaks that I probably would do, like, as far as adding some more links and um, information on there if I really want to make it perfect. But I just plopped the rest of that stuff that I would like to do on my to-do list instead. I'm going to get to that later. So I'm just going to put that on my to-do list and I will incorporate that into, you know, my, my goals throughout the month where, or the next month or so where it fits in. But I have other things that are of priority now. So moving on, um, I did the website, so ended up not even have to, having to provide that information to Don and Bradstreet. Okay. So I'm waiting on that number to come. I will update you when it comes. I can't wait till it does because then, you know, that's when I can go ahead and start applying for these net 30 accounts and get to rocking with building credit. Um, but until then, um, what else did I tell you that I did last time I went to go? I was to get my address at the UPS store. I just got a box, the address box, and I actually need to go back there, stop by there to update my my name because I know when I first went in there the name is not I forget what I told the girl but the name is not what I ended up getting the LLC for so I'm going to go back and she said I could come back and update it make sure my phone number is congruent with everything else that I have going on um that I want my the appropriate email address which I think I gave her the right email address because I have two email addresses I'm using one for management and other business ventures such as wholesaling and then the other for tenants and rental property so i'm just going to go stop by there tomorrow after work because i actually wanted to go today but i forgot i was i was in space somewhere as i was driving from work today so i ended up forgetting to go there so i'm gonna stop by after work tomorrow and make sure i update all of my contact information so everything is congruent um, so once I started getting this mail to this, you know, PL, or not a PO box, it's a UPS box that, you know, there's no issues. Um, so I really need to do that tomorrow. And that is about it, I think, as far as the business credit journey goes. I have been doing a lot of research and some other things, you know how the rabbit hole goes when you're researching away, when you just have time and you're waiting on certain things to come through. It's like you just get antsy and continue to research and research and research and it's never ending. But that's fine. I'm just realizing that there is so much that you can do, you know, with a business. Just you know, regarding just changing your whole life. Like (laughs) from taxes to, you know, the car you drive to the wealth you build, the way that you view money, the way that you work with money, just a whole mindset shift you can really start to um, have once you um, put your focus on building a business um, and just becoming more business minded. Meanwhile, you can continue to think of the different businesses that you may want to start um, and just try not to get overwhelmed because I noticed that is something that I have been experiencing lately is being overwhelmed although I'm not running away from that because so many people will advise you that you know this stuff is probably the most overwhelming part you know once you get to running your business and you're used to it and you're doing what you do like all of this stuff is the building like unless this is your passion like building stuff and structuring stuff and administrative stuff like once you get past this you're just going to be doing what you're doing whatever your business is or your service is it's important to be organized but you know this is not something that you would do every day once it's set it'll be you know on autopilot for the most part um another thing that i was looking into was just different things that i want to have reporting like i've been trying to find a hack I know I'm impatient I you know I know about the net 30s and that's when I'm gonna start for sure um, to get my immediate um, well not immediate I know that they say it takes two to three months or whatever sometimes depending on the vendor but to at least get three vendors so that you can uh, start making payments with them on an account and that will generate your paydex score which is kind of like your credit score your personal credit score which um, you call a FICO score your paydex score is what they call your business credit score so once that's generated you, know, you can keep doing other things and, and building that history but I've just been trying to look and see like I know that there's got to be a way that can just, what's the fastest way, what's the most expeditious way that I can start building some credit, I was looking into um, transferring my Uh, mortgage over into my LLC name but as far as that goes I believe that I would have to wait also because obviously the um, LLC would have to go through a similar process to be approved for a mortgage so I was reaching with that one because I was like I started out um, looking into transferring the deed to my LLC which you know you can go and get a deed yourself and fill out that document yourself and file it yourself the only issue is not providing that information to and, and that's not even the mortgage that's just a deed um the mortgage is what's reporting so that's what I was really looking into but um yeah so that's that's that's, the, that's the, um a little bit further down the road and then the next thing I started looking into was um merchant processing um vendors basically the Companies that process your credit card payments from your clients or your customers for you, and you pay a fee, you know, for per for each transaction, or what have you. So those are some companies. Uh, well, at least I found one that supposedly um, reports your payments as a business to business credit bureaus, which is a cool thing I thought, and I. I'm trying to still, I signed up with one. So I'm going to read into the website a little bit more to see, are there any requirements for this vendor? Like is, do you have to be in business for a certain amount of time? And I think there are some requirements for some of them. Like you have to like be in business for a year or, or have um, a certain amount of income coming in every month. So I could see that being a requirement for these vendors because they want you to be making money because they want to be, that's the way that they make money is, you know getting paid off of transactions so i don't have much income coming in now you know so that's something else that we we'll still probably have to wait although it's a little exciting to think about you know if time is not an issue with this vendor that i signed up with or if i can find one that time is not an issue and they just care about your monthly income this might be a good thing for me to utilize as far as rental income rental payments because i do have the portal online um that you know I, I i use cozy uh to you know have a platform for my tenants to communicate with me and for me to communicate with them and for them to have their own accounts and for them to set up auto pay and stuff like that but i also want to look into the um the merchant processor for that if they do that as well because i'd rather go through them somehow and maybe just put a link on my own personal website Um, And maybe not even use Cozy if that's the case or just use it for some things. I don't know because I'd rather for if there's a way that I can receive rental payments, like, you know, I already want to push receiving them online anyway. And if it's online, they can pay with their checking account or credit card. Um, You know, and sometimes a tenant may want to pay with a credit card. And if they do, then I'd rather have it, you know, process through a vendor where okay I'll pay a portion of this and it's recorded to my business credit if I need more things to help me with business credit. So I don't know about that yet. That might be something more so for people who are actually in the in into sales and products that they're selling. Um and I'm not really there yet although I have a lot of ideas running through my mind every day on that note but that's a different note. We're gonna stick with the business credit talk here. So that's about it um, I will come back and update you guys once I have my dunce number yay hopefully it doesn't take 30 days and then I'm gonna get right into it with applying for three um, you know if I can do it all at the same time I will I'm just gonna be mindful that I have to pay these things back so I'm gonna see how it goes like you know what the um I started looking at um, like uline and coil and like scoping you know the website out and seeing what i would like to buy they have a lot of things that i actually would like to buy and use and utilize for my business um but i'm just going to you know go through the the whole process and you know check out and go through that whole motion and see you know what the requirement is as far as how much i actually have to purchase in order to um, get a net 30 account or something so i'll see how that goes and, you know, if I if I do one, two, or three at a time, I'll see once I get there because I can't do anything without – I think I could do something, but I don't want to do something without having the dance number first just because I want to ensure that once I enroll with these companies that I am um, – you know what? Now that I'm talking about this this way, <laughs> it's making me think, like, should I wait until I have the dance number to um, – to purchase something or try to set up an account with one of these I think don't you have to have a dance number in order I know you have to have a dance number in order for them to report your payments to something they need that in order to report it but do I have to have the dance number before I purchase something from them like you know because in the event that I purchase something now for instance right depending on if they're like a regular reporting on a regular reporting cycle like every 30 days or every month or whatever then that means that you know by the time they report a payment from me which if it's a net 30 now that I'm thinking about it if it's a net 30 account right and i purchase something today that means I don't have to pay until 30 days later I might want to pay a little bit before that but it's going to be a ways away um so by the time I make a payment it's going to take them maybe up to a month before they can report or before they do report something. So by that time, I will have a DUNS number. So I need to go back on the, the website and check. Do they ask for the DUNS number or, you know, can I update it later? or What is the case with that? Because if that's the case, I should get on the ball now and purchase something with a Net30 account. I'm so glad I'm talking about this with you guys whoever is listening because I just talked myself into a good question so I'm going to get back to you guys with that I'm going to get back to you with how this goes like when you actually want to get the net 30 accounts you know in, in relation to when you get your dunce number and I'm going to let you know when I get my dunce number and you know what I bought how much I had to put down if there was a limit or a maximum or a limit or you know what I'm trying to say so, I'm going to let you know, guys. But for now, I'm going to get out of here and eat a little something. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey, y'all. So, I just wanted to chime in and give a quick quick update on what I've done so far. Um, I was... You know, I had my cart ready in Quill. That was the first vendor I was attempting to make a purchase from or get a net 30 from. And so I found a couple of things and I read online that, you know, needed at least $50 or more in your cart in order to get the net 30. So I did that. I put some stuff in my cart. And then I know that the first day I did this, which was like a couple of days ago, I I feel like either yesterday or a couple of days ago and I put this stuff in my car and it was just like two buttons I think one was to like purchase you know out right now and then there was another option to like um submit put in a submission to request a net 30 account or something or invoice account I forget how it was worded at that screen and then I of course I clicked that button and then I came back the next day and I didn't see, it didn't look the same. And I feel like it was because of that button or whatever the wording was that was there was not there anymore. It was like, it was in process. And I think it actually said it was in process. So I didn't, you know, I didn't receive any notification in my email or anything like that um, to the business email so I was just wondering, like, okay, am I going to know, like, how do I know, like, how long this process takes? How do I know if I've been approved or what I, you know, what's the next step? So I was kind of confused because it wasn't really like, I don't know, the, the process isn't as, as user friendly as I was expecting it to be. So I called today. I'm like, okay, I, it's been 24 hours. I'm going to call them and follow up and see if I can get a status that way. And also, I wanted to mention to them that my name wouldn't fit. <laughs> um, like, the name fit, but that like the LLC part wouldn't fit. And I just didn't, don't want that to be an issue because I know consistency is important. And I think I mentioned that on my last um, segment. I'm not sure, but yeah. So, I called and I told that to the guy. And he's like, um, well, I can't really do anything about that because it's another department that would handle that. And then I... Um, told him about the you know I thought that I put in a submission request to get an invoice account with you guys at net 30 or whatever and he's like um he was going through some of the process and everything but ultimately he was saying um it's a department that he would transfer me to and the only way that I can get to them was from calling this number cuz I was like okay well, what is their direct number cuz I just googled the number um or looked on the website and so he said that um, I needed an account number they're going to ask for an account number and I couldn't remember I wasn't in front of a computer I couldn't remember if I had an account number or not I'm still looking for my account number <laughs> I'm on the website now like where is a, Where is my account number like I don't know so I'm going to go through a couple more tabs and see if I can find the account number because I still want to call about my name because I, I just don't want that to be an issue and I'm being very anal right now probably but I'm just You know, I'm trying to get this for a lot of reasons and I don't want any mistakes. I can't afford any mistakes. So, um, but all that to say, I came back on this evening on the computer because what he was also saying was, yeah, you're going to have to click the submit button and I thought he was saying like, um, you're going to have to make a first purchase or whatever in order for them to considering you for a net 30 i i don't know it wasn't extremely clear because and and i just said okay fine i already um you know had that as a plan b based off of information that i had read on other um you know blogs and stuff that i might have to make a purchase with some of these vendors first in order to get the net 30 but i do remember reading that quill was like one of the easiest ones so i just kind of figured i was going to get the net 30 with this one but um So, yeah, I came back on tonight. I'm like, let me submit this. Let me go ahead and, you know, just incorporate this into my budget now, even though I would have rather incorporated it into my budget later. Um, So I hit submit, and then I got a message that said, what did it say? Let me read it exactly so you know. But the main thing you would want to know is that, yes, you go ahead, and after you apply for that, um... I think that's where I, I went wrong when I applied. However the wording was, when it went, when I first had the stuff in the cart and I applied for an invoice account and it said processing or something, I just left at that point. But I think what I was supposed to do was also hit the submit order. Also, I just didn't hit that, that button initially because I thought that meant paying for it now. And I didn't want to do that, one. And two, I didn't want to like make a duplicate order i didn't know what was going on so i did end up hitting the submit order button tonight and now my cart says zero and the message that came up basically says your order has been submitted and let me see if i can get this screen back up one second because i want to tell you exactly what it says so you know Cause I know I would wanna know exactly what it says so I can confirm that I'm having the same results. And why can't I get it to, it's like so tiny, oh my gosh. Cause I screenshotted it, let me see. (laughs) Okay, it says your order has been submitted it gives you a recap number, order date, order confirmation will be sent to such and such email. I haven't checked the email yet, but I'm about to. And, you know, it says the order will display in your order history within 2 business hours and it just has expected delivery 2 to 3 business days. And it says billing information, payment method, invoice quill account. So, to me, if the payment method says invoice anything, I'm expecting that I'm just being invoiced at this point and I'm not necessarily being charged, um, you know, completely outright yet. So that's my assumption. I guess I will be able to confirm that once I check whatever this is that they sent to my email and also what you know my bank account looks like in the next few days um so yeah i hope that this is an invoice and i hope that this is a net 30 and i hope that you know by the time they get to reporting i'm actually going to have a dunce number and it's you know it's going to be reporting and this is the first you know initial purchase that is beginning my rapport with this company and my payment history with this company so whether it takes them a couple of months or months or three months I hope that you know from this day is day one and, and that you know we can get started with that so I'm definitely going to this is all new to me I am going to update you with what I learn and see and figure out from here um and then I will let you know so I will be back to update you guys until then let me see if i can um see if they sent that email yet and i'll just let you know what it says in there if not i'll just update you on the next on the next segment but this is exciting if it's a at 30. i really don't at this point i don't care if it takes three months or whatever because it's like i waited this long to even start doing this so that's my that's my bad but i'm just happy that i started now and if this is truly the beginning I am happy it's a day that should be celebrated I should go get a shot of vodka and celebrate me hitting the submit the submit order button and getting an invoice and getting my first net 30 today is April 18th and this is the first day that I'm getting a net 30 <laughs> Too bad it isn't 420. That would be a celebration day, but I'm not gonna go there. Okay. So, the reason why I'm still here is because I'm working with a very slow internet right now. Don't even wanna go into that. I'm trying to stay positive. Okay, so I did get an email. This is not an email from them. <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah, so seems like it's taken a while for me to get this email that they said they were going to send me so i will update you guys in the next segment regarding that and regarding you know what what just happened (laughs) and where am i going from here where is the process you know going from here so i'll update you guys sorry for babbling but i'll talk to you soon and yeah until next time be great bye Hey guys, so I'm chiming in with another update um, for you guys because I want to make sure that I keep, you know, it will be nice to keep these short and also um, to make sure that I'm, you know, <clears throat> including everything, and all, all of the steps and how things are coming along on my journey and in the order that they're happening. So the last thing that I left off with was the last um, episode, um, me getting up into the point where I submitted my order for my first net 30 account and I wasn't quite sure but I thought that I had a net 30 invoice approved so it turns out and it turns out I did so I ended up um, calling after I received an email from them um, stating that um, you know with the invoice information it has the word invoice on there I don't believe I saw where it the net 30 but um, I called a representative and they did confirm that that is their protocol with Quill that you know if it's a business account they automatically um, <clears throat> start you off with a net 30 and then you know from there whether you keep your payments with them in good standing determines whether or not your account will remain a net 30 account or go through prepaid. So all that to say I definitely did get my first net 30 account. Yay! So, (laughs) I ended up um, looking to see who I wanted to go with next, although I did have my three vendors that I thought I would go with. Quill was definitely one of them based off of all of the reviews and all of the recommendations of people who have gone through this process before, um, building business credit from the ground up so I went with them and of course it worked out so the next one I decided to do is reliable and reliable has um, been bought by office depot apparently so when you go to their site it will be basically be the office depot and that's why I decided to go with next another office type store which is fine with me because I can realistically see myself purchasing something from um, these types of vendors uh, once a month and that is the goal to keep doing that in order to you know um, <clears throat> produce consistent monthly payments that will ultimately be reported to the credit bureaus and show payment history so with that being said I did pick some stuff out and put it in my cart and all that like right now they have a $50 off of $150 I believe so if you put $150 off it'll you know be reduced to $100 and then they have a $20 discount coupon going on right now also so I ended up having to put some more stuff in my cart because you need a I think with them you need at least $100 in your cart so I ended up having based off of some things that I wanted up to, I think my total was about at 160. So I'm like, okay, my, my plan going forward though is I believe to, because my budget is so tight right now, I said, okay, I'm going to just do what I can, but I want to start building this payment history. Although the higher um, your purchases, the higher your balance uh, shows on your business credit and that actually has a, a positive effect, but payment, payment history, on-time payment history is still... It's still good and it's still building credit history. So I'm going to limit myself to about $50 per vendor per month. Um, That will probably be my budget going forward. Um, but right now this first initial purchase with the Home Depot came out to be 150 I mean, uh, yeah, 160 And before, let me back up with Quill, the purchase total I had was about $70. And I think with them, you have to have at least $50 in your car in order to be considered for the Net30 account. And I hope you guys can hear me fine. I'm a little far away from my phone and there is some annoying noise in the background. I hope that's not affecting us too much. But anyway, um continuing um so yeah i have my stuff in my cart for office depot aka reliable and i'm not going to submit my order just yet i'm waiting another week because i'm trying to be strategic in in the time frame so i want to know that you know when it's time for that payment to be due um you know if this turns out to be a net 30 i'm able to make that payment when it comes due when it comes time for it to be due and also I want to just be safe because I know I've read that sometimes some of these vendors may require you for whatever reason to make your initial purchase outright the first time before they'll approve up- you for a net 30 account. So in then I have to actually pay this, this 160 for the stuff in my cart then you know, I'm going to wait another week to do that because I'm not trying to, I'm still trying to manage a a strict budget here so and it's already squeezing it trust me but i gotta get this stuff going so i'm making sacrifices i'm trying to hustle and make everything work out but it's very 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 important that you if your money if your funds are tight that you stay on top of it because that's the whole point of this game is to make these payments on time when they're due before or by the um the due date of these net 30 or whatever it turns out to be for you net 60 net 90 however it works out um you want to be able to make those payments on time because it's not good enough to just have you know an account open with these people if it's reporting negatively on your business credit so so that's where i'm at right now i have one vendor account officially open uh, with a net 30 and then the second one selected with my cart ready to go and then my third one i i looked at Grainier. i don't know why i just didn't like their website and the stuff i didn't even click on much there because i'm like this looks like i don't know like a construction site i don't <laughs> i don't know i want i want to i want to hopefully find something that i'm going to I'm going to look at Uline again. I think I went on there once, but I didn't go back. So I'm going to go look on their website today and see if I can find some stuff to put in my cart um, for them and get ready for that. And then after three vendors, I'm going to stop for a few months and hopefully they'll be reporting by then. And then I'll go into looking um, for maybe two to three more vendors just like these. And then um, by that point, I should definitely have a Paydex score which is like your FICO score for your personal credit. Paydex is your score for your business credit. So by that time, um, from what I'm hearing, three to five vendors will generate a Paydex score. So in about four months, um, I should be seeing some, some results starting to happen at least in four months on my business credit report. And so this is April, May, June, July, August. So by August, I should... Be ready to August, September. I should be ready to move on to store credit cards, and hopefully also by that time, in four to uh, four months or so, I'm generating at least income from one tenant. That is my goal to have this one unit that I have available um, ready to rent out, so that I can start generating some money at least in the next month or so. So I'll have a payday score um actual income coming into to my business so that should help me get um, these store cards going at that point and then you know we're going to go from there and that's basically like the tier two of building credit so that should be exciting um but right now i'm still in tier one i've only got one active net 30 I'm in the process of getting the other two set up and then i'm going to relax for a couple of months make my payments on time make a purchase um, you know, I set a, set a budget for myself based on how much I'm willing to spend at each of these stores each month, and I'm actually going to have that amount, you know, direct deposited directly out of my my work check um, and deposited into my business account, so that you know it's 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 an official budget for this stuff every month going forward, and I'm serious about it and I'm diligent about it. know so that's what I'm going to do and speaking of that that is the other thing that I just did today actually was open my business bank account and I opened my business bank account with Citibank I just went with them because I already have my personal checking with them and I've had them for quite some time Um, I did a long ago well not long ago when I first got into real estate investing and I did the whole I had another business name but I didn't it wasn't like an entity and um, just the EIN type of thing. And I had a business bank account with Bank of America. Um, and I didn't have, I ended up not having the best relationship with them. I, my business was really struggling. And so I'm not even going to go into that. So I just went with Citibank this time around. And I don't know how it is, the process is for other banks. But I did, they did mention to me that the process has changed recently with them. Because I know when I had a business account with um Bank of America. It seems like I remember filling out the application right online. You know, it was simple, just like a personal checking account, and that was pretty much it. But now um, Citibank has told me, I guess that's how their process was before too. But since there's been like a lot of money laundering and some other things, um, I they make you, you know, do the, the the process in the in the actual office, and then they have to submit it to another department, and they'll get back to you in about a week. Before the account can even be um, open and active, so hopefully my stuff, you know, is approved for that, and I don't have any issues that drags that out. Um, so I should have my bank account set up in another week or so, and so I'll be able to set up my direct deposit for a budget that I set for these vendors to pay them every month. Um, and that's just where I'm at right now. So. The next time I come back and update you, hopefully, you know, maybe in about a week or so, probably at this point, because I have to wait on things like the bank account. I have to wait on, you know, submitting my order for these next two vendors, and I'm going to wait about a week for that. So everything should be happening in another week or so, so I'll probably get back to you then. And until then, that is my update. I will talk to you guys later. Stay tuned. Bye.